Hello and welcome back to Coyote News Weekly. I'm Harry Murphy. I'm James Toomey and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Coyote News Weekly. This is uh, Episode 4. We, we're, we're, we're getting into Season 2 now. Our fourth, our fourth episode of 2022. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's going to be a good episode. It's got um, it's got loads, loads of uh, loads of things that's going to be uh, be on. So I- I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, it'll be a good episode. So we're going to go back to the basics, like season one episode. We're going to review one F1 race from this season. Then we're going to do a budget car, and then we're just going to do car news. So yeah, so like we're gonna be doing what we used to do in season one. So where we'll have the kind of like uh, F1 race. So we're gonna be reviewing the Bahrain Grand Prix. Then we're gonna have a budget car part, and then we'll just have car news, all that sort of stuff, and be talking about a couple of new car releases, etc. So yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, but first, do you wanna talk about those polls from the budget car episode last week? So, yes. So if I go on to it right now, so the latest polls. On on it right now, so I'm currently checking this on the nineteenth of April, uh, the date of recording. I'm gonna go into our profile and I'm gonna tell you who's done what in the polls. Okay, so I scroll down. Okay, so the winner of the uh, sports car um, is the Audi e-tron GT Quattro. Um, so that got a hundred percent of the vote. So that means that. Um, the Audi e-tron has been proved as the better car on that one, which is fairly interesting. If I go down now, the best 4x4, we got four votes on this one. Um, and again, 50% goes to the Bronco, 50% to the Land Rover Defender. And there's yeah. just been a vote, literally as we're talking, and the Ford Bronco has just taken 60% of the vote. That has literally just come in on this one. Um yeah, it's actually just coming right there. So Harry has officially won this Ford Bronco one, which now means that the winner of the budget car special is it's Harry Murphy. Harry Murphy. I, I've not lost one so far, I don't think. No, but so I won the sports car, and of course Harry won the um the the four by four, and he won the the SUV. Lux- luxury car. Oh yeah, right. so, luxury car. Yeah. So that that was um that was very good. Um, well, not very good, but it was very Yeah, it was very good. Well, it was very good for you. Yeah. Literally, just as we're talking, a vote came in. Um, I don't know from who. So, thank you, mysterious voter. Yeah, you. thank you very much. So, if you voted on the 19th of April, shout out to you. Well, not a shout out. You shouldn't have voted. No, you should have voted. Go on, we'll, we'll make you VIP. The, we'll you make you VIP. The, um, the, the, land, the Land Rover, but anyway. Uh, Send us an email, carnewsweeklyjho at gmail dot com. If you're that look, if you're that person who decided to vote for that Bronco, um, literally as we're doing this recording, we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. Yeah, sure. So anyway, um, just before we get to it, um, follow us on Twitter at carnewsweekly one. Just and remember to follow, vote, and vote in all our polls, like, retweet, etc. You can also um. Visit our website, it's carnewsweeklyjho.wixsite.com forward slash carnewsweekly. That'll also be linked below. You can join our F1 fantasy team, so you can compete against me and Harry, which... Um, is I'm, I'm winning, by the way. Only by 30 points, 475 to 444, four, like 45 or something. So it's it's very close, so you can join that as well. Um, and just make, uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, like... Give a five-star review and use the good old word of mouth as well. 
and share it to people who like cars. Um, and yeah, so I think that's all the social shout-outs. Yeah. So if we want to go to the meat and potatoes of our episode, with the um, when we're going to talk about the, the Bahrain Grand Prix. So it was a good Grand Prix, actually, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good start to the season. For, no, uh, well, for Verstappen and Red Bull, I don't know if it was, you could call it a great start. It was a great start for every other team. But it was it was a definitely a very it was definitely a very exciting race. Um, yeah, especially between Verstappen and Leclerc. Oh yeah, there's tr- three rounds which we'll get to later. But it was it was really really good. Um, so obviously if we just start at the start, um, Charles Leclerc had a very good start. Yeah, it was very um, good. And then Perez also had a a bad start. Um, with Hamilton um taking him take overtaking him, and then um Magnussen was getting in as well. But this was fascinating. I thought this was fantastic. Kevin Magnussen really getting in. And on fantasy team, the day after the Bahrain Grand Prix, he was the most boss driver for the next round of fantasy teams, which was yeah. which was Saudi Arabia. So many people got him, which was really interesting actually. Um, and I myself was one of the people luckily who had him at the start. I think. I'm fairly sure I had him at the start. But no, yeah. I, I had him then um, for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. You got I'm going to confirm yeah. that here now. Um, just to, to confirm if I had Magnussen for that Bahrain Grand Prix. I did not have Magnussen for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Oh, would you look at that? I was right. Yeah, he was right. But then obviously Saudi Arabia, I was one of those drivers that picked up Magnussen. And I've kept him ever since. And I believe I still have him yes, yeah. for the Imola Grand Prix. So he, he's a cheap driver. Oh, like, he's really cheap. It's um, only six million, like, and he's gotten me a lot of points as well. Um, if I go in, if I go into Kevin Magnussen, he's got forty-seven points so far. Which, in fairness, for a driver like him, that's pretty that's, good. That's you know? amazing, yeah. He's um, race a fifth place finish. Uh, he's gained. He's just done so much, you know, for for a driver in a Haas. And in fairness to Haas, they seem like they've. Uh, Designed a better car than you. I would say year, though, so. I would I would say it's they, they use a Ferrari engine if I'm not mistaken, don't they? Yeah, and I'd say I'd say that that's that's, that's what's doing it. You know, the like, Ferrari engine is for Ferrari and for them. Like Ferrari engine this year, it's absolutely amazing. It's like oh, yeah. a beast of an engine, and it's carrying them to the positions where they're going now. It definitely is, and I think that's definitely what's helping them with the the Ferrari engine because it's it's. As you can see with all the f- all the teams that are using it, they're really, really, really improving. So um, and they're really doing good as well. So I think that that is definitely one of the main reasons, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, it was a great start to the race, and then um, so yeah, Hamilton took over Perez, mm-hmm. and then um, Arkan Arkan spun out Magnussen, didn't he? He did, yeah, and that was definitely Arkan's fault, um, just completely spun out, um. Um, Kevin and uh, yeah I think he got a time penalty for that I'm fairly sure it was five seconds if I look back at it yeah it was yeah so like I will just when you think about it if he had not been spun out magazine he could have gotten fourth he could have actually yeah Um, and he it would have been it it was unlucky for him I suppose that he didn't get he didn't get fourth because he lost position there and it definitely cost him time he was able to to fix the car again but it, it definitely did lose him time, which did affect him in the long run as well. Yeah. So, um, then after that, so yeah, uh, Kevin got a time penalty. And then um, per- Perez overtook Magson. Yeah. And then... Um, Perez overtook Lewis Hamilton then on lap 10. Lap 10, yeah. And then um, Verstappen took o- 
over Leclerc on lap 17. And but then Leclerc, after like a rigorous battle, took him over again. This was like, a, there was three rounds, all the laps. It was fascinating. It was really, really good. It was the best part of the race, I have to say. They were just battling and battling it out for like three laps, three rounds, overtaking. Eventually, Leclerc won the battle. Um, uh, but then... And then Gasly's car went on fire all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, I think it was like one of the power units. Like. Yeah, that was my understanding as well. It was, it was the power units on Gasly's on Gasly's car. Obviously, they have a Red Bull engine as well. So, but they were saying that um, the Red Bull it was it was a fuel problem in um, in Bahrain, and it wasn't a problem with the with the engine, which is weird because three of the four Red Bull engines retired. Yeah, so. you know. So I don't know. Um, Great sign for and the then Red Bull engineers. Lap fifty four, happens going, and he's saying that his car, his steering is all heavy, and he he can't he can't control it properly, and Red Bull can't see the issue. They're like Max, there's nothing wrong, and he's like, what do you expect me to do? And then he's all like, oh, and then he's like, he threw a little he, temper tantrum. I suppose he did, and then he just like he, the the car started to slow down uh, on the straight. Loads of cars overtook him, and then they just told him to retire the car. Um, that was lap 54. Then lap 57, um, Perez just spun round. Um, Perez just spun round um, and he was totally, he was out of the race as well. Another power unit issue um, for Red Bull and that, that was the reason he retired uh, and on the first corner on the last lap. Yeah. So if we go into the, the finishing standings of that first Grand Prix, of 2022 Charles Leclerc won the race wrapping up all 26 points including fastest lap with Carlos Sainz his teammate uh, coming in six seconds behind him uh, with co- uh, confirming a Ferrari 1-2 finish which was the first one I think since when was the f- I think it could have been a long time ago anyway when yeah. they had that um, wasn't recently anyway yeah no it definitely wasn't um, so he uh, he um, came second and um, that that was great for Ferrari. They were delighted. Um, yeah, so Fer- Ferrari uh, got one in 2016 um, in the Monaco Grand Prix and the Hungary Grand Prix. Um, and also Singapore. Uh, that was with uh, Vettel and Kimi Raikkonen when they were with um, Ferrari. So that's, that's how they got them. So then obviously in third position, Lewis Hamilton. Um, and then behind him, George Russell, his Mercedes teammate. Good start for both of them. Um, and then Kevin Magnussen in fifth position, which was a great result for him, I have to say. Yeah, that that was that was amazing. Yeah. Then in sixth we had Bottas. Seventh we had Esteban Ocon. Um, eighth we had Yuki Tsunoda, which was decent for him. He had he yeah. last season he didn't really score much points. Um, then ninth we got Fernando Alonso, and then in tenth we had. Uh, Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's the new driver. And if you look at Alfa Romeo. They got tenth and sixth, which was a lot better than what they got last yeah. year. So that they they would have been happy with that. Eleven position Schumacher, a, another good position for him. The Haas seemed strong in that Grand Prix. Lance Stroll with Aston Martin twelfth. Alex Albon making his return to F one and a Williams coming thirteenth. Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris fourteenth and fifteenth in their McLaren, which I have to say did not seem strong at all this year so far. Um, but I don't know what their problems are at the moment. I think if you look at the Mercedes, 
uh, definitely the porpoising is the big issue with yeah. them. And they, if they could solve that, I think they'd solve most of their problems. But it is, yeah. So then on um, 16th, we had Nicholas Latifi. 17th, we had Nico Hulkenberg. And then Perez, Verstappen and Gasly just didn't finish. No, all retired, all Red Bull paratrains, which was very, very unfortunate. So um, is that everything with the it is, Formula yeah. 1? So moving on to the next part of our show, which is, of course, budget car. Now, this week, we, um, we've decided to go with a new type of budget car again, and we have done with city cars. So what is the best car for bombing it around whatever city you live in, London, Amsterdam, Cork, Dublin, Limerick, wherever you position yourself in the world, what is the best city car for you? So we have both chosen a car, and we're going to put them head-to-head, and... Um, We'll either decide ourselves or we'll have a poll seeing which one is better. But yeah, of course. So, Harry, do you want to go first and describe your car? Yeah, so basically, I, I chose the new Fiat 500 and it, it's a good car. It costs about 15 grand and it has so it has 93 brake horsepower. But when you're a city car, like you don't really need the power. Like, it's not like you're going to be doing, going down... Like, yeah. the motorway every day, like, you know, Same needing mine. Like, mine doesn't have a, an awful lot of horsepower, but yeah. but you don't really need it if you're going to have a city car. But it also compensates for the lightweight, only weighs little over a ton, which for a car is decent enough. But, um, so yeah, it has a really nice interior. It's very modern with, like, you know, like... It the, is quite stylish, the yes. Ba- the base model has a big screen. It has, um... Lots of compartments to store stuff in, and you can see if you can look at pictures for yourself. The like instead of a normal speedometer, it has like an electric one, like a screen. It looks really nice. To be fair, it looks like if you look up um Wi-Fi speed tester, it looks like that. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so it has it's an automatic as far as I uh, as far as I know. There's no hand. There's no um. Yeah. No, it is an automatic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so fully automatic, not a semi-automatic or anything. Um, the new Fiat, fi- the new five hundred at the front of it, I like. Like, so it's an electric car, and um, because you know, if if you're in the city, like they, you know, the, it's cheaper to use electric. So it has no front grille, but instead they just put the five hundred logo on it, which I personally really like. The the cream seats are lovely as well on the inside. Yeah. Um. Um, but it's only a four-seater. Obviously, it's a tiny car. You, I've been in one of these before. If you're in the back, it's very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's like, kind of what... It's a city car. It's, it's a, a city car, yeah. It, 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 like, you can fit four seats, but it's not like you're going to be driving around with four fully grown adults, you know, yeah. every day of the week. It's like the new BMW 4 Series, in my opinion. It's very, very nice in the front and a very nice... It's quite stylish on the outside, but in the back, you just can't sit in it we've friends who have a four series the two door one and it's just really small and they're really uncomfortable in the back yeah and then on the steering wheel there it's really accessible like you have voice commands you can decline or accept calls and you can just you can control basically everything in the car just from the steering wheel and then um so yeah, that's really nice this, this the chairs if you look at them um, in the middle kind of panel, I would suppose you call it in the chairs. It says Fiat all the way across. Look, you can see that there. James. I don't know if I like that. It's 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 
I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm. A it's huge not like you really see it, but like it's kind of a nice touch, you know. It might be annoying. I don't know if it would be annoying when you're sitting. You on you, you couldn't feel it. I like. presume you couldn't feel it. Yeah. But um, if you could feel it, it'd be annoying. But I doubt you could. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a fabric, you know. It's not like it's gonna be poking out at you. And then yeah, same thing for all the seats actually. And then it's it's got a fairly decent screen. Um, yeah. Um. Obviously, with Google Maps, Spotify, it's Apple CarPlay, all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. And then, to get into the back, the front seat, like, you know, it slides over, like, it's kind of like getting into the boot of a six-seater or a seven-seater. And then, yeah, so, you can open doors from inside the car by the click of a button, which is a really nice feature, I think. That's, That's like nice, yeah. something you'd have on, like, you know, like, a Bentley or something, you know? They, yeah. they have them as well. And then, the boot, it... For a Fiat Five Hundred, it's not a bad boot. You have it's to, you have to say it, like. It is small. It's a very, it's very small. But you, you're not buying it for a big boot. Yeah, like, you don't buy that car it would, for a big It would, it would do. You'd be able to hold a couple of bags in there, like for your shopping or whatever. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so you know, it, it, I, I would say it's very well designed. I, I personally would say that, like, it has built-in sat nav and stuff. Like, it has lots of compartments around it. Lots and. Yeah. On the compartment underneath the main screen, it it looks like polished like aluminum or something. Mm. But then they have a city skyline built into it. It's actually really nice. I like that city skyline. I was looking at it there for a second. I was like, is it damaged or something in the photo? Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, actually, it looks like maybe the Empire State yeah. is in there. And then you've got um, Big Ben. And then on the right, it looks like the Taj Mahal or something. On the I don't know. The pyramids are there. But it looks like loads of cities have been combined combined together. Yeah. Like there's a hotel in Killarney and the kids' menu had like a skyline and it had all these like famous places like the Statue of Liberty combined together on the yeah. on the, like the back of the kids' menu. So it's kinda like that. And I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, so do I. Um So yeah, that's really it to to be honest. Like, um nice accelerators and stuff like um you know, they, they look really grippy. Um so yeah, I'd say that's about it. I would, I would personally give it about eight out of ten. Really? Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's nice. Um, I definitely, I definitely like it myself. Um, but if I was just to, I would, I'm not sure what I'd give it as a rating yet. But for a city car, it would definitely be a nice one, seven or eight maybe. Yeah. Um, but again, I still prefer the one I've chosen, which is the Hyundai i10. So the Hyundai i10. This is the 2021 version, which is available for £9,800. So it's obviously a very, very cheap car. That's obviously at the base model, but it's still not that expensive for that for um, for a car that I'm about to talk to you about that I think is very nice and worth every single penny of that. So if I start from the outside of the car, you can see that it's quite nice and stylish. Um, it's not been designed for a look as such it's got a nice front a front grille on it there and the lights are kind of designed in um if i look at it there there's nine lights I be- seven seven lights there's seven lights on it thank you harry for assisting me to count there you never know when you need someone to help you just to to count 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 lights but i suppose that that's that's what i'm here for that that's what you're here for yeah anyway so it's got nice s- sets of seven lights on both sides um, and it, it, it is quite it's quite nice. If I look on the inside, a lot of people have been giving it slack for a cheap interior. I disagree. You're paying ten thousand for a car, right? You don't 
you don't expect an interior with leather and like heated seats and all that sort of stuff for 10,000. It is a manual car, but again, driving stick is, in my opinion, just better. Like, you know, it's more of an experience with the car to have a, a manual gearbox because that's actually proper driving, in my opinion. You just change it and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I think the the interior is lovely. Um, if I if I look at the boot, it's kind of like the Fiat, maybe a small bit more boot space, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say about an inch or two, maybe. Yeah. Um, the back seats again. Oh God, but I think they're quite close, yeah, but they, it's they, like the Fiat, they gave you know. Boot space. Then they gave boot space for back seat space. I'd say. Yeah. Which I suppose again depends what you're doing. Like if you're carpooling with friends to work or school or whatever then you would probably want the space of the Fiat, but if it's just for you and someone else, like, you wouldn't really need it, like, because back seats. I would say there's literally about, like, half a foot of space. Yeah, no, you don't have much space at all there, but again, it's like the Fiat. You yeah. just, you just, you you're, don't, not, you're not, not buying you're it not for You're not there for the leg space. If you look at it there, in the front, you have loads of leg room, actually. You can see that there, don't you? You have a fair bit. Um, the, the gear stick is like those traditional ones with like the bag under it. I never really understood them it, to be it's honest. so that dust doesn't get into the gearbox. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's nice. Um, it's got a fairly big sat nav as well. Um, I'd say about, it's an eight inch display. Um, and if I go into some of the facts, it's really good on petrol. So it's 50 miles to the gallon, um, which in fairness is very, very good. Very, very fuel efficient. Um, compared to some other cars as well, it um and it 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 looks really good as well. It's a one point two liter four cylinder petrol engine, and it's got eighty three horsepower, um, and it's a five speed manual gearbox yeah, as that, I said that's earlier. That's the highest spec one, yeah. Yeah. The, the um, uh, you've got not to sixty two miles per hour in twelve point six seconds, which it says here is slow, but. To be honest, are you going to be racing your high and high? No. Ever. When will, are you going to need that not to 60? Like, you know, you're probably not going to need it unless you're in some high-speed chase um, with the police. Um, but I don't recommend you get a high and high if you're going to rob a bank. That's my um, that's my advice, anyway. Don't, don't, don't sue me now if you, if you rob a bank. Don't rob banks. Don't rob banks. Yeah, like, don't rob we banks. Say we, that. we can't we say that. We do not endorse that at all, no. But um yeah, so it's 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 quite a slow not to sixty yeah, car, but it's it's like you don't really need that as such. But I think um it's a lovely car. I'm gonna give my vote to the Hyundai i ten on this one. Um, Harry, I don't know. What do you prefer? I would say for like I I would say that I ten would be better for like, I suppose a suburban area. I think anyway, like I, I I think the, I think the Fiat is slightly smaller, so I I would say um, you know it's probably a bit better for cities like if you're trying to get in small spaces, but that's tiny margins there though like I suppose really really small margins. Like but still I think I think it's small margins on that. Yeah no but like, I suppose for I would say the Fiat city wise but I'd say like. If it was to be outside a city, like let's say you had your own house and you were, I suppose, like around the city, more so like on the outskirts in the suburban area, I would say the i10. But since we're going for a city car, not a suburban car, I would say I'd have to go with the 500. Okay, then that means 
Again, we're not going to agree, which means on Twitter, you can now go and vote for the f the best city car. Is it going to be the Hyundai i10 for the cheap 9800 or the Fiat 500 for £17,000? It's up to you, folks. The listeners will decide who wins this week's budget car. So, I guess um, that's pretty much it. I'll put up the poll on Saturday. Um, and you'll have seven days to vote in that and decide then. Um, and people will decide. Remember to share the poll. Ask your friends as well what they think. Get them to vote. Um, and go for the Hyundai, please. It's a better no, car. James is just wants to win. No, I just... I am... Um, I I really want to win in this, you know, so... um. Anyway, anyway. I think that... We'll, we'll leave that there, but we'll leave that till the poll is completed. And if we move on to the final segment, which would be... The latest car releases. So we're just going to be looking at a couple of new cars and all that sort of stuff that have been released recently that we can talk about. Um. So the first one I'm going to have a look at is Aston Martin's new car, which is the Vantage V... 12, which I think is actually quite nice. I'm a big fan of Aston Martins in general. I definitely like them as a car. But if if you look at it here, it it is really nice. Um, it's a two door. It's very very stylish. It's got a 690 horsepower brake horsepower, and it's got a V12 engine as well. Um, it's not to 62 miles per hour in 3.5 seconds. Yeah. And 200 miles per hour top speed. Now, that is a pretty fast sports car. I think what they're doing is they know that electric vehicles are right around the corner. So, I think what they're doing is they're just going to pour all their engine power into cars. And I'd then say like so, yeah. Once, you know, I think, well, for Ireland anyway, and probably England, by 2030, they're eliminating all sales of new, um, of all, actually, electric uh, non-electric cars. cars. I think diesel anyway is being banned by twenty thirty. Yeah. Here in Ireland, anyway, petrol. I'm not sure. I don't know. No, if I think. No, I think it's yet. just all like fossil fuels. I don't. They won't. They like, if you have one, you can still use it. But you just can't buy a new one. I don't think they'll be able to in implement that. They'll have, they'll have obviously they'll have the climate protesters right who are saying oh climate change and all this sort of stuff and they'll be up in Dublin with their signs, and but then you'll also have the people, who like myself. Just want to be able to buy a petrol car mm. and rev it up and just drive it without having to worry, oh no, I have to plug my car in, so now I have to go and find a car charger. And there's no car And there's chargers. no car charger. You, have to, you can so get one for your house, that's it. Yeah, but what if you're on a trip, let's say, I know, yeah. so you're, you're, you're on a trip, you're starting in Paris, and you're going to drive to, let's just say, Berlin. Copenhagen, right? And you're driving along there, right? And your car says, low fuel. Oh, no, low battery. And you're there and you're like, oh, well, I'll just recharge it. But there's no chargers. But there's a petrol station uh, five miles down the road and you can drive to the petrol station. You can fill up your car with your petrol car. But you can't charge your electric car. So now you're stuck in the middle of Germany or in, like, countryside in Germany with no car because it's electric and you're just... Stuck there, and you've no charger to charge the car. Um, also, it'll be huge to petrol garages. What are they going to do? You know, like when these, when petrol and diesel, they're not going to be selling that, and the sales go down, they're going to be losing a lot of money. Yeah. Right. So, 
what happens with them? Do they convert to electric charging points? Maybe is that this? Is that the solution? Because I personally, I think it's a horrible idea. Like, oh no, the climate—it's all going to do. Why don't you just get more climate-friendly? Exactly. Cars? Like, fun fact, right? Um, in the F1 season last year, right? And you know how much fuel they burn and stuff. Okay, so over the entire season, all twenty cars. They used less fuel and had less emissions than a Lufthansa aeroplane flight from London to New York. That had more emissions than the entire F1 season. Everything uh, in the tracks. So you have to think about it that way. You have to think about it logically. There's things that we have to, we can cut down that aren't kind of like cars. cars. They're blaming it on the cars. But can we not make, let's say, trains electric? We could get trains electric or buses because buses go from A to B, right? And the bus drive, you, uh, especially you, trains, yeah. trains can like just charge themselves up at the at, when they stop. They like can just tram, stop. Like what they do with Even trams, trams is they yeah. have like the electrical lines over it, so it's charging as it drives. So that's like, genius. Yeah. So like, you do that for like trains, and then like for um I don't know boats for um. Big things like you get electric motors, like it's the same thing. And as you said, for buses, like you don't you don't get in the bus. I'm not gonna be like, oh wow, that engine, oh the sound of that bus is insane. No, like you don't do that. You, you do don't you? do that. Like so, electric buses are gone. But I think they should let people have like non-electric cars. Oh, definitely. And you see, I was thinking about something there. It's just gone out of my head. With electric cars, you can talk away there, Harry. I'm gonna try and think about it. Yeah. So oh yeah, I've got it now. So self charging, right? The Toyotas have the self charging system for their electric battery, which we've a Toyota. It's a, it's a bit of a, it's not really a huge thing to brag about. It it doesn't get you much, and you can't go in a full EV mode by pressing it. It just says that you're going too fast and you're going at ten kilometers down a hill. That's just what it says, right? So, with that, but what if you can make trains or cars self charge? So from the wheels, when they move, they also power a little cog that then repowers the engine to repower that wheel. So it keeps going, right? So when the wheel is turning, it's also turning a cog that's yeah. creating more energy again. Because what was it? Was it Isaac Newton or one of them scientists? And he said that energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be switched from one one type of energy to another, yeah. right? So, But we're wasting energy on cars when we're just using the petrol, whereas we could have a self-charging solution uh, to reuse that energy, which would cut down on the petrol as well, you know, so you'd, you wouldn't be using as much petrol. Yeah, like a hybrid type thing, like. We could also use, um, I remember we did this experiment in school where we um, we had a look at um, biofuels, and um, it actually proved that they, obviously, they're not uh, great for the environment, but they're better. So, like, if you can do stuff like that, um, you, if you can get fuels that are more environmentally friendly, um, I've heard that there's um, buses in Dublin that have been trialled out. There's three buses, um, part of the Dublin the Dublin bus route, um, that are actually hydrogen-powered, which is another interesting source as well. So, yeah. again, there's loads of That's alternatives to just banning petrol and saying, no, you're not allowed to go on petrol, you can cycle to work. Whereas, a cycle or take an electric bike, where you might be working... 20 kilometres, and you're not going to cycle to work if you're 20 kilometres away, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then your electric vehicle, you 
get there to work and your work might not have a charger. And with some of the electric cars at the moment, the battery is so terrible on them, you know, like yeah. you can't do any long journeys. They're, they're just for travelling around. Another thing is, is that, um, so let's say, right, there's a massive storm, like, you know, like proper, like brings the country to standstill for like a couple of days. A red warning or a hurricane yeah. or something. And then all the power is gone, right? Except like, let's say, yeah, so all the power is gone. You can't charge your electric car. I think we had this conversation like mm. in season one. You can't charge your electric car, but if you had a diesel car, you can drive to a petrol station and I don't know get food or get like uh you know petrol to drive yeah. somewhere else. But like electric car, you're stranded. Let's say you're in the middle of nowhere, and power's gone. Okay, it takes them a week to get the power back. That's a week without like driving anywhere to get food, or that's a week without you know being anywhere you're basically isolated without any f- source of food for like a week or even more or sometimes and, even less and the other problem is electric cars at the moment are a catch-22 situation because electric cars are powered by electricity and in ireland electricity is made mostly from fossil fuels because obviously you've got this wind energy and you've got all oh, hydropower and stuff but that makes up a tiny amount of electricity and then the rest of it is fossil fuels. Again, you now have the debate on nuclear power. Uh, obviously, England has gotten eight new... On their climate uh, climate thing, they've got eight nuclear reactors being built. But we don't have much uranium either. And nuclear reactors, after what's happened in Chernobyl, and there's been a couple uh, incidents in, obviously, uh, Fukushima and the Rhode Island incident where they nearly had a nuclear disaster. You don't know... Are they going to be safe or are they not? You know, obviously we've really upgraded with safety systems now, you know. But again, nuclear nuclear power is a huge okay. controversial so, topic. This is a car podcast, so I won't go into this too in-depth. There's been two major incidents of nuclear accidents, okay? Two, not not a hundred. There's been two. Fukushima was because there was a, a once-in-a-thousand-year earthquake that caused tsunami to blow it or blow it out freak accident once in a thousand years okay they didn't have back then like they weren't anticipating it it came from nowhere then chernobyl that was because the soviet union were a poorly maintained government that didn't realize that it was so when they were cleaning it or whatever they caused it themselves like as in like it wasn't this doesn't happen every day it happened twice chernobyl was that was just poor, poor management by the Soviet Union. And Fukushima, yeah. pure freak accident. But this is a car podcast, so I won't go into that. Yeah, and like, again, it's one of those controversial topics. It's like, are you in England? Are you conservative? Or are you uh, part of the Labour Party? Are you, are you pro-Green Party? Or are you a Finnegaler? It just depends um, on your perception of life as it is, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it when it's not for politics for this. But, again, it's another solution that they're all talking about. But with electric cars, as we've just spent the last six or seven minutes talking about, they can't ban diesel or petrol. And I'm I'm sure we have a very, very strong group of people that are behind us saying that, no, we can't. And it's just not happening as long as we're here, you know? Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the end of this episode um it's i've actually really enjoyed this one Um, we managed to meet up face to face to do this one yeah so hopefully the the quality is better Um, there's no there should shouldn't be any lagging or anything so um 
yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll see you in the next episode. If you haven't listened to our other episodes, make sure to check them out. All the socials will be linked down below. Um, follow us, all that sort of stuff. Give us a five star review on Spotify. Um, uh, thank thank you so much for listening. I've been James Toomey. I've been Harry Murphy. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.